What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, y'all, and good night. Welcome back to another episode of Southern Sleep Stories. I'm Brandon, and I'll be your conductor of sleep for the night. With this show, I'm hoping to lull you into a deep, deep sleep by starting with some relaxation tips, then followed by me reading a story in my normal slow southern voice all with some calming background music that will fade to silent at the end any ads or sponsorships that will support the show will play only after the intro and before the relaxation begins this will help ensure there are no interruptions in your sleep if you're a fan of true crime and would like to check out my other show, look up Music City 911 on any podcast app or YouTube. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's make sure you're all set up for a great night's sleep. If you're listening on YouTube or a podcast app, turn off the setting for autoplay so you won't be woke by other sounds once the episode is over. Set the temperature in your house to the most comfortable for you. If you like sleeping with a fan on, turn it to your most desirable setting. Turn all your lights out. Turn your TV off. 
make sure your room and surroundings are as silent as you can make them. Now crawl into bed. Make sure you're using your covers and pillow in the most comfy way possible. Now to start. Rid yourself of all your thoughts from the day. Anything bad or good that you have had happen during the day, let those fade away and instead concentrate only on these relaxation instructions. If you still have thoughts in your head, repeat slowly over and over for 10 seconds. Don't think. Don't think. Don't think. Now close your eyes. Take a breath in and slowly exhale. Let those previous thoughts leave your body as you exhale. Imagine yourself in the most calming and serene environment possible. Calm your body. Relax every part. I want you to start shutting down each part of your body from top to bottom. The top of your head and your forehead. Relax those muscles. Let yourself feel them change from tense to relaxed. Relax your eyes. Do the same with your cheeks. Feel them fall as the tension leaves them. Now relax your jaw. Let your teeth slightly separate as you do this. Now let your shoulders drop as low as possible. And while doing that, let your arms, hands, and fingers all relax and loosen. Take another breath and think about your chest calming as you exhale slowly. Now relax your stomach, your legs, your knees, and your feet, all the way down to your toes. Now that you're ready for sleep, let's listen to the story of Aldon and the Bear, author unknown, early 13th century. Chapter 1 There was a man called Aldon. He came from a family of western firths and was not well off. Audun left Iceland from the western firth with the assistance of Thorstein, a substantial farmer, and of Thorir, a ship's captain, who had stayed with Thorstein during the winter. Audun had been on the same farm, working for Thorir, and as his reward, he got his passage to Norway under Thorir's care. Aldun had set aside the greater part of his property, such as it was, for his mother, before he took ship, and it was determined 
that this should support her for three years. Now they sailed to Norway and had a prosperous voyage, and all done, spent the following winter with the skipper, Thorir, who had a farm in Moor. That summer, after that, they sailed out to Greenland, where they stayed for the winter. It is told that in Greenland, Aldun bought a white bear, a magnificent beast, and paid for him all he had. Next summer, they returned to Norway, and their voyage was without mishap. Aldun brought his bear with him, intending to go south to Denmark to visit King's Fine and to present the beast to him. When he reached Die, south of Norway, and came to the place where the king was in residence, Aldun went ashore, leading his bear and hired lodgings. King Haraldr was soon told that a bear had been brought to the place, a magnificent creature belonging to an Icelander. The king immediately sent men to fetch Aldun and when he entered the king's presence, Aldun saluted him, as was proper. The king acknowledged the salute suitably, and then asked, Is it true that you have a great treasure, a white bear? Aldun answered, and said that he got a bear of some sort. The king said, Will you sell him to us for the price you paid for him? Aldun answered, I would not care to do that, my lord. Will you then, said the king, have me pay twice the price? That would be fairer if you gave all you had for him. I would not care to do that, my lord, answered Aldun. But the king said, Will you give him to me then? No, my lord, answered Aldun. The king asked, What do you mean to do with him then? And Aldun answered, I mean to go south to Denmark and give him to King's fine. Can it be that you're such a fool, said King Haraldr, that you have not heard about the war between these two countries? Or do you think your luck so good that you will be able to bring valuable possessions to Denmark, while others cannot get there unmolested, even though they have pressing business? Aldun answered, My lord, that is for you to decide, but I shall agree to nothing other than that which I had already planned. Then the king said, Why should we not have it like this, that you go your own way, just as you choose, and then visit me on your way back, and tell me how King's Fine rewards you for the bear? It may be that luck will go with you. I will promise you to do that, said Aldun. Aldun now followed the coast southward and eastward, into the Vic, and from there to Denmark, and by the time every penny of his money had been spent, and he had to beg food for himself as well as for the bear, he called on one of King's fine stewards, a man named Ekai, and asked him for some provisions, both for himself and for his bear. I intend, said he, to give the bear to King's fine. Akai said that he would sell him some provisions if he liked, but Aldun answered that he had nothing to pay for them. But yet, said he, I would like to carry out my plan 
and take the beast to the king. Akai answered, I will supply such provisions as the two of you need until you go before the king, but in exchange, I will have half the bear. You can look at it this way. The beast will die on your hands, since you need a lot of provisions and your money is spent, and it will come to this, that you will have nothing out of the bear. When Aldun considered this, it seemed to him that there was some truth in what the steward had said, and they agreed on those terms. He gave Akai half the bear, and the king was then to set a value on the whole. Now they were both to visit the king, and so they did. They went into his presence and stood before his table. The king wondered who this man could be, whom he did not recognize, and then said to Aldun, Who are you? Aldun answered, I am an Icelander, my lord, and I came from the Greenland, and now from Norway, intending to bring you this white bear. I gave all I had for him, but I had a serious setback, so now I only own half the beast. Then Aldun told the king what had happened between him and the steward, Akai. The king asked, Is this true what he says, Akai? True it is, said Akai. The king said, And did you think it proper, seeing that I had placed you in a high position to let and hinder a man who had taken it on himself to bring me a precious gift? for which he had given all he had. King Haraldr saw fit to let him go his way in peace, and he is no friend of ours. Think, then, how far this was honest on your part. It would be just to have you put to death, but I will not do that now. You must rather leave this land at once and never come into my sight again. But to you all done, I owe the same gratitude as if you were giving me the whole bear. So now stay here with me. Aldun accepted the invitation and stayed with King's Fine for a while. Chapter 2 After some time had passed, Aldun said to the king, I desire to go away now, my lord. The king answered, rather coldly, What do you want to do then, since you do not wish to stay with us? Aldun answered, I wish to go south on a pilgrimage. If you had not such a good end before you, said the king, I should be vexed at your desire to go away. Now the king gave Aldun a large sum of silver, and he traveled south with pilgrims bound for Rome. The king arranged for his journey, asking him to visit once he came. Aldun went on his way until he reached the city of Rome in the south. When he stayed there, as long as he wished, he turned back, and a severe illness attacked him, and he grew terribly emaciated. All the money which the king had given him for his pilgrimage was now spent, and so he took up his staff and begged for his food. By now his hair had fallen out, and he looked in a bad way. He got back to Denmark at Easter, and went to the place where the king was stationed. He dared not let the king see him, but stayed in the side aisle of the church, intending to approach the king when he went to church for nuns. 
but when all done, beheld the king and his couriers splendidly arrayed. He did not dare show himself. When the king went to drink in his hall, Adun ate his meal out of doors, as is the custom of Rome pilgrims, so long as they have not laid aside their staff and script. In the evening, when the king went to Vespers, Adun intended to meet him, but shy as he was before, he was much more so now that the couriers were merry with drink. As they were going back, the king noticed a man and thought he could see that he had not the confidence to come forward and meet him. But as the couriers walked in, the king turned back and said, Let the man who wants to meet me come forward. I think there must be someone who does. Then Aldun came forward and fell at the feet of his king, but the king hardly recognized him. As soon as he knew who he was, he took Aldun by the hand and welcomed him. You have changed a lot since we last met, he said, and then he led Aldun into the hall after him. When the couriers saw Aldun, they laughed at him, but the king said, There is no need for you to laugh at this man for he has provided better for his soul than you have. The king had a bath prepared for Aldun, and then gave him clothes, and now he stayed with the king. Chapter 3 It is told that one day in the spring, the king invited Aldun to stay with him for good, and said he would make him his cupbearer, and do him great honor. Aldun answered, May God reward you, my lord, for all the favors you would show me, but my heart is set on sailing out to Iceland. The king said, This seems a strange choice to me, but Aldun answered, My lord, I cannot bear to think that I should be enjoying high honor here with you, while my mother is living a life of a beggar out in Iceland. For by now, all that I contributed for her subsistence before I left Iceland has been used up. The king answered, That is well spoken and like a man, and good fortune will go with you. This was the one reason for your departure, which would not have offended me. So stay with me until the ships are made ready for sea. And all done did this. One day towards the end of spring, King's Fine walked down to the quay, where men were getting ships ready to sail to various lands to the Baltic lands in Germany, to Sweden and Norway. The king and all done came to a fine vessel, and there were some men busy fitting her out. The king asked, How do you like this ship, all done? All done answered, I like her very well, my lord. The king said, I will give you this ship and reward you for the white bear. All done thanked the king for his gift as well as he knew how. After a time, when the ship was quite ready to sail, King's Fine said to Aldun, If you wish to go now, I shall not hinder you, but I have heard that you are badly off for harbors in your country, and that there are many shelterless coasts dangerous to shipping. Now, supposing you are wrecked and lose your ship and your goods, there will be little to show that you have visited King's Fine and brought him a precious gift. Then the king handed him a leather purse full of silver. 
you will not be altogether penniless, said he, even if you wreck your ship, so long as you can hold on to this. But yet it may be, said the king, that you will lose this money, and then it will be of little use to you that you have been to see King's fine and given him a precious gift. Then the king drew a ring from his arm and gave it to Aldun, saying, Even if it turns out so badly that you wreck your ship and lose your money, you will still not be a pauper if you reach your land, for many men have gold about them in a shipwreck. And if you keep this ring, there will be something to show that you have been to see King's fine. But I will give you this advice, said the king. Do not give this ring away unless you should feel yourself so much indebted to some distinguished man. Then give the ring to him, for it is a fitting gift for a man of rank. And now, farewell. Chapter 4 After this, Aldun put to sea and made Norway, and had his merchandise brought ashore, and that was a more laborious task than it had been last time he was in Norway. Then he went into the presence of King Haraldr, wishing to fulfill the promise he had given him before he went to Denmark. Aldun gave the king a friendly greeting, which he accepted warmly. Sit down, said the king, and drink with us. And so Aldun did. Then King Haraldr asked, What reward did King Svein give you for the bear? Aldun answered, This, my lord, that he accepted him for me. I would have given you that, said the king, but what else did he give you? He gave me silver to make a pilgrimage to Rome, but King Haraldr said, King Svein gives many people silver for pilgrimages and for other things, even if they do not bring him valuable gifts. What more did he do for you? He offered to make me his cupbearer and to give me great honors. That was a good offer, said the king but he must have given you still more. Aldun said, He gave me a merchantman with a cargo of warriors most profitable for the Norway trade. That was generous, said the king, but I would have rewarded you as well as that. Did he give you anything else? Aldun said, He gave me a leather purse full of silver and said that I would still not be penniless if I kept it even if my ship were wrecked off Iceland. The king said, That was magnificent, and more than I should have done. I would have thought my debt discharged if I had given you the ship. Did he give you anything else? Certainly he gave me something else, my lord, said Aldun. He gave me this ring, which I am wearing on my arm, and said that I might chance to lose all my property, and yet not be destitute if I had this ring but he advised me not to part with it unless I were under such an obligation to some noble man that I wished to give it to him. And now I have come to the right man, for it was your power to take from me both my bear and my life, but you allowed me to go to Denmark in peace when others could not go there. The king received the gift graciously and gave Aldun fine presents in exchange before they parted. Aldun laid out his merchandise on his voyage to Iceland and sailed out that same summer, and people thought him the luckiest of men. From this man, Aldun was descended 
Thorstein, Goddesson. <laughs>